If you know me at all, you know that debt is my bread mm -hmm. and danger my butter. Oh, no, danger's my bread and death is my butter. No, no, wait. Danger's my bread. Death, no, death. No, I'm sorry. Death is my... Death and danger are my various breads and, and various butters. So, should we... You want to start? Yeah. Yeah, um, well, it's a. Uh, we have a student in studio today. I know this is this is exciting. This is a first, right? Right, and uh, Jake, we brought you in to help Renan and Michelle, uh, because Renan, Michelle, and Jake, all three of you together, did we come up with the title for this? Um, you're going to take part in defending all studenthood. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Defending yeah. all studenthood. Defending all studenthood. Okay. Okay. No, but we're here. So Jake Garber, you, uh, what year are you in? What's your major? Give why us all you, that background. Why are you here? Yeah. I, why are you, Jake? I don't know why I'm here, but I figured it would be fun. So I emailed you and you guys said, sure. There you go. Uh, I'm a sophomore. Uh, art a major. Sophomore? Art major. Yeah. Okay. You are from where? Uh, Long Island. Long Island. Yeah. That's east of here. Right. That's okay. correct. East of, east of the city. Now, what part of Long Island? Uh, Nassau Montauk. County. Nassau County. That's yeah. where that Coliseum is. Yes. Yeah, not for much longer. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. This is, that's where the Islanders play, right? Uh, they used to. Where's, where's Montauk? All the way at the end. Where's, where are the Hamptons? Pretty much, like, maybe four-fifths of the way to Montauk. Where's another thing that's famous on Long Island? Elsewhere. Mm. Where does Ina Garden live? I don't know. All right, so you're a sophomore. You're from Long Island. You're an art major. Yes. You have a radio show, mm -hmm. which is just after this. That's correct. It starts at 10. What so is the show called? It's called What Radio? The question mark at the end of it. Got it. Do people know that on the who listen? Can you see the question mark when you're listening? Uh, if you listen online, it shows up with a question mark, yeah. And, right. and whenever you say the title, you have to go, what radio? I don't know. Just, just lilt right <laughs> at the end. Yeah, it could. Mm -hmm. Does everything you say end with a question? No. Most, mostly I make statements. I Sometimes like I ask people to email me, but it's a command, so mm -hmm. it's still so not it's a question. Er erotic title, somewhat. Yeah. yeah. So, what kind of art are you like? Uh, like, like radio? Like uh, well, no, it's um, mostly photography and sculpture. Uh, so, visual arts. Are you familiar with episode forty-three, forty-four, forty-five? One of them. <laughs> You'll get it. <laughs> I don't think I've gotten back that far. Forty-five. Uh, the... I think I got back to like forty-seven-ish. Yeah, forty-five is the campus's premier sculptor. I would think so. Nestor? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I just finished up his class. Okay. Well, I think we've covered that then. So so explain this concept of defend all studenthood. So Michelle, Renan, Jake, you don't have to have committed these acts, but we need you to explain them on behalf of either yourself, if, if you have done them, or all studenthood. Yeah, we're, we're sort of bewildered. Like when, when students do stuff that we just simply can't understand, hmm. um, we just need to have someone explain to us, like, what, what were you thinking, essentially? And, and like Ben said, you don't have to have done them, but you've got to explain yeah, and I think students. And we have a good array here. Ron, you're a senior. Jake, you're a sophomore. Mm -hmm. Michelle, first year. Let me get a few started. Question number one for me is, I teach classes that are either 50 or 75 minutes, but it doesn't really matter if it's 50 or 75. This question still holds. Why do students get up in the middle of class to go get water? Hmm. So that I've never done that. Okay, now you have to defend all students for not. It doesn't matter if you've done it before. Put yourself in the per in the place of a person who you've gets seen up it to get water, so that they don't fall asleep in your class. 
I, I mean, I do, I do use that right to get up and do something without permission. Because, like, I feel like after high school, like in high school, I had to get permission to do those kinds of actions. And uh, you know, sometimes my teachers in high school said, "Oh, like it's right in the beginning of the class. You can like, why didn't you go before?" And then they said, like, if it's like close to the end, they said, like, "Oh, you can wait another five minutes." Wow. So,、um, you know, I, I think I'm using my liberty when I. You know, just go to the bathroom to、uh, blow my nose or something, or like, you know, miss class. He's rebelling against his high school teachers. So it's a form of liberation for you.、Mm, yeah. Yeah.、Okay. Well, Jake. I, I mean, if I get up in the middle of the class, it's because I get up blow my nose, and I don't want to just do that in the middle of class. Does it happen a lot? Sometimes, not that often. So, you, so Ben, you're assuming they're going out to get a drink of water. Well, because they come back with water that they didn't have before. Well, if we go out, we might as well go get water. What kind of container do people like? Because I never bring containers to、uh, containers of liquid to my classes, like an airplane. Do they just find cups somewhere? No, they always have their bottles. Everybody's got water bottles. Oh, I lost mine. Same. <laughs> um, this、I、is guess if, if if anyone's seen Renan or Michelle's water bottle, can you? I think I left it in Rutgers University. <laughs>、uh, I don't. I don't know if we.、School. I don't know if we reach out that far. But if you're listening from Rutgers and you found Renan's water bottle, email us at variousbreadsandbutters at gmail dot com or tweet tweet us. At, at some, some later date, yeah.、Uh, you don't have to do either of those, Jake. Okay. Oh,、uh, this actually. So I'm repeating something that I've talked about in class before, but on the theme of water.、Mm-hmm. One thing I can't understand about students in general is the absolute compulsion to always have water. You're giving me the sense that the three of you aren't in this camp, but I will assert that the great majority of campus is, so that you are the outliers.、Mm-hmm. I mean,、oh. there are a lot of like. I see a bunch of、uh, large people's. I'm assuming they're football players、mm-hmm. who、uh, walk with a gallon jug of water. Right, that's just a, a, a specific instance of ridiculousness.、Mm-hmm. I think they like have to drink that much water a day. Yeah, let's、well, see. That's what I think is not true. I think someone got it in their head that they had to. And I think, as most normal human beings for all of eternity would would provide evidence for, you can find times to drink, maybe three times a day, maybe. Maybe five times, like once in between the meals.、Mm-hmm. But I think we've developed a pretty stable pattern as humans of how to consume liquids that seems to have broken down in the current student population.、Mm-hmm. They have to clutch these bottles of water all the time, and if they're not always drinking water, I, I don't think they know what they're doing. But staying hydrated is key. Well, but now, there now, are ways to stay hydrated. Yeah, but did, did, do they think that, that it's not like prior, an IV drip? Prior to this, like people were just falling down on campus of dehydration. Or was like was that a problem that we needed to solve? Did you guys not have water bottles before? Well, we had cups. No, we didn't have water bottles. No, just drinking fountains. Somehow we still made it. Yeah, well, but、I、you mean, had drinking fountains. That's sort of the same thing. Also,、well, do you? Yeah, but we would use them like around mealtime. Yeah, drinking fountains are very hard for me to use.、Um, Why? I, I tell us about this. I was introduced to the concept of、uh, drinking fountains. Like that's a, that's an American thing. Okay. In college, so、um, let's say North American thing. We're not. Okay. Okay. When you when I say American, I was like talking about like the Americas, yeah, the Western Hemisphere. I know. Yeah, so、uh, it's it's hard for me to go about like quenching my thirst. So wait, are you、machines. are you saying that technically you don't know how to operate one, <laughs> or or is no, there something you don't like? Because I can we can probably show you if that's the problem. Let, no, it's like a lot of them I can't. Sh- I like the one the、um, pressure water pressure is not uniform among these devices. <laughs> okay. 
So it is very hard for me to aim, that, that aim towards my mouth. That doesn't take very long to calibrate. <laughs> do, you, do you like go right up to the thing and then press the button and then if it's really strong, it just gets in your face? Because I would just like, why don't you, before you go in for it, test just, it. just test it. Just turn it on and just see how strong it is. Number two is... Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll skip that. That's my strategy. Yeah. I, I can't, I yeah. can't... Pre-check. It's like, I, I need to fill my mouth and then like... <laughs> <laughs> and then... Um, like swallow a mouthful of water and then repeat this process, which takes so long. <laughs> How is this a show? I don't. I don't understand. This. <laughs> what are we talking about? I don't know. But what I'm... topic is this? And then yeah. next, next <laughs> wait, problem no, is. Wait, you're on number three now. Yeah. Okay. It's too cold. <laughs> Did you oh. prepare for this question? No. <laughs> wow. But this is Renan's like, water fountain manifesto. Yeah. Like, if I have a cup or water bottle, I think that'd be very useful for me. Yeah. Um. And it has been because like, for example, next to your office, Ben, there's like a, you know, fountain from the future where you like, there's like a system where you can fill yeah, a cup. That's right. Mm -hmm. and, use, and you know what I hate about that one? Oh, I love that one. Well, I, I like using it, but it throws me off that the, it has wording on there because it tells you how much it says, this is how much uh, waste you've eliminated. It says it counts the amount of water that you use. Like by the gallon, mm -hmm. so you have a tally of how much. Oh, is it by the gallon? I always wondered, like, what the unit is. Okay, I don't know if it's a gallon. It's by something, mm -hmm. by some unit of measure. But I, the phrasing on it is that you're eliminating waste. Big I don't think that phrase right? means what they think it means. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think they're calculating the number of water bottles you would have used otherwise. Oh, they are, but right, wa but waste phrase... elimination is probably not the best way to. <laughs> <Yeah>. We know <laughs> what they mean. They just didn't say it right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I get what they're doing, but eliminating waste isn't the way to go. Yeah. So, but no, otherwise it's a great water fountain. So, Renan, back to you. Yeah, is there, is there number four? Yeah, yeah, is there a four? No, no, there the are three main difficulties that I'm having. Have you been carrying these around for a long time, like these top three? Oh, yes. I have a number four, which is oh, shoot. that there's a limit of time that you can use a water fountain before the person near you starts to judge you, starts to want to take your place. Yeah, I've never had that problem. I've never been on the queue for a water fountain. You know, so Michelle, you've been in, a, in like a line for a water fountain? Yeah. Wow. Like here or is that a grade school memory? Well, I feel like that's true in gym class and like particularly hot days and things like that. Mm -hmm. Do we have gym classes in high school? I mean, college? No. No. No, but we have a gym. We, we do. Gym. Yeah, this is also in the gym. You can't do that. Yes, yeah, so I have been in line for the water fountain at the gym. Which is, I okay. think, a place where people would probably be, um, we would probably need to drink water. Mm -hmm. As opposed to the middle of a class. Yeah. Actually, yeah. one interesting thing is... That is one is, place they can bring a water bottle. Gym is also... That makes sense. ...one place that I've never had the temperature problem. The gym gym or fountains are calibrated differently. Can we, can we go back to that? What did you... What Do you have an ideal temperature? Is this like... Like, I want like to be, you, like, slightly, like, close to the room temperature. You know, it's, like, easually too cold. Why don't you just hold it in your mouth for, like, 20 seconds <laughs> and then swallow? Because there are people in line. No, you can, you can, you can get your water, put it in your mouth, walk away, keep it in your mouth, and then swallow after twenty seconds. All right. Well, I got to go back to the Problem point solved. of why this even came up is, I, I, I just need to put it into historical context. Do students realize that the great percentage of all human history has evolved and made it this far without constantly rehydrating every ten to fifteen minutes? I don't know. I think sometimes it's just refreshing to have a nice, cool drink of water. Sometimes or always. It's always nice to be prepared for the sometimes that it's refreshing. Mm, good answer. I like that answer. And also the vast majority of human history is dead. Is it because they haven't been hydrating? <laughs> you think Who it's knows? this exposed lifespan? Maybe exposed it does. Conspiracy. Maybe it does. Yeah, this drives my wife nuts too because there's that um, 
urban legend of like how many ounces you're supposed to drink a day to stay healthy, which is not actually remotely true. Mm -hmm. Like eight glasses of water type of thing? Yeah, like yeah. if you don't drink eight glasses of water, you'll keel over. Mm -hmm. not, not the case. Okay. Well, hey, spreading knowledge. Yeah. It also, cold water helps you stay awake. That's I've very been, true. I bring coffee. You guys are taking boring classes. Yeah. I'm no, taking I'm early classes. I just take four classes in a given day, which means that by the last one, I'm tired anyway. I choose my classes depending on how interesting the professor is. That's like my number one metric. Okay, okay so I will say this. I'll say this. Folks out there listening, if Renan has not taken a classroom in these four years, it means he thinks you're not interesting. If you're a professor yeah. and Renan has not been in a class of yours, you are boring. Okay, so I, I have a question. And oh. and this is... Um, Jake is all yours. This is when I go to talks or things like that in the evening. I'll get to the talk. I'll sit down. I usually get to talk about five minutes before. Sit down, wait for the talk to start. Talk will happen. It's very interesting usually. Question and answer. Answer all, you know, all that stuff happens and you leave. What I've noticed is that there are a group of students who will come in. So let's say the talk is from seven to eight. They'll come in at like quarter to eight and like sit down, sort of look around, sit down, thinking that no one else sees them coming in <laughs> at a quarter to eight. And, you know, the question is like, well, why are you, well, at what point, what use is it to come in at a quarter to eight to a talk that ends at eight? Everybody knows the talk is from seven to yeah, eight. Yeah, so what's the thinking? Yeah, well, and, yeah, what's what's the problem? What's happening there? Yeah. Extra credit? But they know that they're not going to get it. Well, some teachers just have you sign a sheet of paper, so they may still get it. Hmm. Okay. I have showed up late to these talks, but not that late. But um, my how, how late? I, I maximum I showed up twenty minutes late to things. Okay, that that that, that might is be still, okay. You know, I think on an hour long, an, a scheduled hour event, fifteen minutes is the is the maximum you could possibly justify being late and still attend. I think twenty minutes is too long. But but I may have seen like ten minutes left in a talk. Yeah, people well, showing. I don't up. think anybody's gonna going to agree that that's reasonable. Are they there for the next talk? Someone is. Why are they, though, the students There's who do no that, though, talk. why are they always in sweats? I don't... I've, ne I've never seen a student come in with 10 minutes left in the talk who was properly dressed. Mm. They were taking a nap and it ran too long? But at that point, you just cut bait. You say, you know what? Just missed the talk. I can't I can't get anything out of the last 10 minutes of this talk. Yeah, I don't, I don't think people, some people aren't good at that, Yeah. you know, reasoning. Jake, what do you, what do you say? Well, I've never showed up to a talk that late. Okay. Um, I have showed up in sweatpants, but only because they're very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I consider, if I if I was to go out, you know, and go about my business in sweatpants, mm -hmm. I have not gotten dressed. I've simply made myself comfortable and gone and done things. Okay. Okay. Uh, if I uh, go to a talk, though, if it's that late, I would just not go. I don't understand that one, and I cannot defend you, the students. You can't defend the I'll, students. I want, I want to pause too because I, I think by this point in the in the recording, we should at least give Michelle. You should get some credit because you've done the best job so far of mm -hmm. making defensible points. Yes, I, I haven't done these things, but I'm still trying to explain them. I believe those were the rules of the game. Wow! Someone listened so. to the rules. Someone listened to us. Now, but Simon, you have a follow up to this, don't you? Well, then the follow up obviously is. Okay, so the talk happens, and then there's a question and answer period after, and you know the there's a nice dialogue back and forth between the speaker and the and the audience. And I think that some students feel like, oh, talk is over. I am going to get up and just go as quickly as possible out of here. So I think a talk is the beginning of the talk, 
to the end of the question and answer period. Unless you have one of these, you know, like belligerent questioners and stuff like that. Obviously that's, but just a normal question and answer period. I think it has to go through there because you learn other things about. That's part of the schedule. Yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes that isn't actually part of the schedule and you've got something you need to run to after. Uh, and also students there might not be interested in the uh, question and answer period. Well, then I think they shouldn't be showing up at all. Yeah, it's a th- I mean, that's part of the topic. Well, it's a natural break in the program. I think that's a misperception. Yes. That it's a natural break? It is a break. It is a moment where someone could move while the speaker is not speaking. But I think that's misinterpreted as, now it's a good time for me to bolt. Mm-hmm. I think, I think like, those students are highlighted because they're moving. But I would say majority of the students stay. I think, I, I, yeah, I think maybe. Yeah, go ahead. Jeff. I think they leave uh, before the question and answer if they have decided they're not interested anymore. Maybe oh, they, yeah. Maybe they, there's usually a catchy title or mm. like uh, something to draw students in to get as many people there as possible. Mm. And I think if they go and they decide it's not actually what they thought it would be or it's not as interesting, then they'll leave before the uh, question and answers. I find a very small, I, that's, I think that's a fair point, but uh, my follow-up is that in my experience, there's been a very small percentage of students who will attend a talk on their own volition, mm. just because they saw a title. I know. Oh, I do that. I, yeah, I, I do that too. <laughs> yeah. I've okay, been that's to... good. You're in college. Those are available. But other students, you're saying, Ben, don't? Yeah. I, um, if you look, uh, I feel pretty confident in stating something about the data that I don't actually have, mm-hmm. but that's what the show's about. Sure. If you look at the data, um, for someone I've scheduled a great number of events over the years, and when students are required to attend, there is great attendance. If there's no effort to speak with other professors or other administrators to uh, require student attendance, then there's every time very, very low student attendance. Mm. Oh, I agree. But I think there are like a handful of kids who go to almost all of those talks or who I will see at a lot of different talks that I go to. Well, that has to be disciplinary too. It depends if the talks are related to your field or not. Yeah, but even when I've gone to a variety of subjects, I've seen some of the same kids there just because they go to a bunch of different talks. Also, like the in, the in the student's brain, I feel like classes and other things and optional and required, like there are, there's a huge cliff between the priorities of these things. Well, this is what we're trying to get at, student brain. Mm-hmm. Be- because if that holds, then why would a student say, well, here's something required going to class, but I think I'm going to duck out for five minutes in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. To get water. So for a really long uh, nose blow. <laughs> Just got to really blow my nose for five minutes, far enough away so nobody can hear it. Mm. And sometimes twice in a class. If it's if you have a runny nose, then you know one might not do it. You should definitely collect some data on this, Ben. Yeah, you should put out polls. Mm. <laughs> I'd respond. That sounds like a good job for an intern. Maybe a Twitter poll. Okay. <laughs> I did some. Uh, I I did a test on career services once. Um, like this is this is over a long period of time. Did they know about it? No. Okay. Do they know about it now? Maybe they, they will. will in the future. Do they listen? Um, I went to like I went to various career services meetings. These were one-on-one meetings, and over the time, I switched switched my outfit from a you know a shirt and you know khakis or shirt jeans and you know proper attire and sweatpants. Mm. And you know I, I've tried you know what kind of responses am I getting in the positivity and like you know the support I'm getting, and it varied a lot and. It was very clear that they did not like me wearing sweatpants. You should have been a psychologist, Renan. This was you just like doing experiments. Like messing with people. This was advice Renan gave me in like the second week of school when I met with him to talk about this. Don't wear sweatpants. 
be very careful about what you wear to career services. Yeah, but why is that a startling observation? Did you have to test that? You didn't know that ahead of time? No, because like it's so, for example, and for example, Ben, I, I, I don't think if I walked into your office with sweatpants to talk about various birds and bears, or if I walked into your office with khakis and a shirt, I don't think it would make any difference in your, you know, feedback to me or like if your communication. Additional point here. I think if you did walk in in a tuxedo, though, that would at least be brought up. I also think if you walked into his office without a shirt, you'd probably get a different response. Yeah, that think... that doesn't apply. That's not part of the spectrum that I'm talking about. <laughs> so we're talking about dress codes now. Oh, that's an interesting topic. Do you have uh, any proposals for us to defend? Any uh, facts? Uh, I I don't know. There's a variety of of dress codes, and I think this gets in a trickier territory of cultural sensibilities because if I would, I don't have a, a standard to to enforce. I'm not actually the paragon of dress codes myself. Mm-hmm. I know this came up when uh, Jeff Hoffman was on. We we're talking about CS professors not wearing ties and. There's a an odd, I think, an odd misperception that CS professors think that engineers are always dressed up nicely um, in distinction to computer scientists. I don't think that's true. But at some point, the more we talk about that, it would just come down to people's personal preferences, and it would then come down to who gets to say what the correct way to dress is. And I would I would be less comfortable with trying to make that claim. Yeah, I don't generally generally have a problem with the way students dress on this campus. So I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm going to give them a pass. You don't have to defend yourselves. I have a question for you. Yeah. If I was to show up in slippers, mm-hmm. what would you say? What would you say to me? Show up to my office or show up? Well, I don't to teach class. classes. Okay. So Ben, oh. if you showed up to a class. If I slippers. showed up to your office or to your class. In slippers. I, I would think that was a bit weird. I, okay. I, because just the, just wearing slippers outside has always been a weird thing to me, but I wouldn't, you know, because they're indoor shoes. I know a lot of people who wear slippers to get food, especially during finals week. Yeah, then and then they, they see that the problem is once you break the indoor barrier, they become forever outdoor shoes. Well, you can never bring them back to being indoor shoes again. Yeah, Renan, were you in the class that helped my class three years ago? Is is it the um, software development class? Maybe they had clients, so that they were no. Okay, so wow. it wasn't you. Um, this was a while ago, but I remember they had to give their final pitch to us about what they came up with to help our class. So, uh, but they were in different teams. And one of the teams I remember was presenting their final product to us. The, was, I think it was four guys and they were all standing up there in sweats. And I think the dangerous part is they just all looked like they had bedhead. They barely woke up in time for the presentation. Uh, one guy could not stop scratching himself. Mm. It was very, very uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable you describing it. And right so now. now it's hard for me to separate sweatpants wearing from that guy who was like, what is happening? Like, just stop talking. I don't think it's fair to, to uh, judge an entire uh, category of clothing based on the actions of this one person. Well, and actually, I, I will admit that it fits into a longer standing grievance about public sweatpants wearing. You have you have that grievance? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've published on this grievance. Would oh. you like to air your grievance here? Well, I just don't, I, I'm surprised that it's, it's allowable in society. I mean, we all have, I think sweatpants are great, but it just doesn't seem like public attire. Well, this is also college, so the line between public and private is a little blurred. This also goes back to what I was saying before, where if I put on sweatpants, I don't say I'm dressed. Also, it's really hard to make it to class when you've been up pretty late. (laughs) True. I have to say, once again, I think Michelle's making a good point that it is a blurred line when it's college. But But why? But it's also... Well, because I, my bedroom because is five minutes from my class. That's true. It's a, resi- even a residential college, even more so. Mm-hmm. 
Last year I had a class um, and the classroom was in the basement of the building I live in. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, there you go. It actually took 30 seconds to get to class. Ben, what's your, what's your primary way of communication? Texts, email? Smoke signals. Email. Email. Yeah. So, do, you, do for example, um, uh, you have your wife, right? I do. Um, do you send emails to your wife to like buy eggs on the way from work? No. Do, do you send a text message? No, a caller. Oh, oh, you, you still communicate by voice, like on phone. Yeah. See, I I never call people. I think like I I find it slight, not really offensive, but slightly like offensive that people demand my attention right now. I call you if there's a problem with the station because I do demand your attention because otherwise it's broken and I don't know how to fix it. I, I, I find it acceptable. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like mostly when I'm calling anyone who isn't my parents or my sister, I'll send them a message beforehand being like, is this a good time Or an to email. Talk? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Renan, I, I text my wife mostly, so I'm sort of like you young kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't disagree with any of this. I'm thinking of when... I remember when we first started emailing when I had a, I had a regular job at a regular company and uh, the, my, my best friend at the company uh, uh, was, was across the hall and um, we would just email back and forth and just giggle because I could like, just like lean out the door and say hi. But instead of doing that, it was more fun to just email them because mm. we knew how to email and like all the old people didn't. Yes. I'm getting a big kick out of that because the same exact thing happens in like high school and middle school where like across the, uh, from one side of the classroom to the other, we'll just text each other about, mm. you know, what's going on. Right. And right. then you'll hear two people on opposite sides of the room giggle at the same time. Yeah. Um, the other day, something interesting happened to me. Um, you remember in the 44th episode with Chris Riddle. Oh, yeah. Riddle yep. Friend of the show, former guest. Exactly. Um, you were talking about an email conversation that you regularly have, and you said, you know, uh, he we communicate over email regularly. Mm -hmm. And I had found that very interesting because then, um, which is like, you know, eight months ago, I guess, like a couple months ago. Sure. To me, email was a very, like, not a social means of communication. A lot of my friends from back home, I, you know, had communicated using uh Facebook, I believe, you know, you know, my, and then here I would just go there, like where they are or text them. But since then, one of my friends went abroad and our primary way of communication socially, mm -hmm. purely socially have been uh, email. And I remember that episode and I thought, oh, you know, I guess this is how it feels to communicate socially over email. <laughs> and I really liked it because I can like write long things and make lists mm -hmm. and then they can reply in like in the well thought out ways. Yeah, that I can like comprehend. It's like a modern letter. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, well, but letter with links. We've taken a pretty good dent of uh, having students defend themselves. I think you guys have done pretty well, Jake Garber. We want to thank you for coming on. I should I ask the Friday Sunday question just to just to make yes. it a, make it consistency. A thing? I I need consistency. Okay. Okay, so are you aware of the Friday-Sunday question? I am, and okay. I have prepared an answer. Okay, well, there you go. Would you like to restate the question for... Yes. Okay, Jake. Are you a Friday person or a Sunday person? I am a Friday person, but that's not to take anything away from Sunday. Well, because of we don't want to take anything away from Sunday, except for well, the fact that they're old and we don't like them. Well, I, I usually have pretty good Sundays because my radio show is on Sundays, mm -hmm. and that's always a really nice way for me to end, for, to, to end the week. Sure. 
and I usually sleep in on Sundays. Mm-hmm. So oh, there's yeah. not a, a lot of time that I am awake, and most of it is a good chunk at the end, not most, mm-hmm. is my radio show, which mm-hmm. I do enjoy. Yes. That being said, Friday all the way. Okay. Okay. And and how do you feel about black licorice? I like black licorice. Ooh, wrong. wrong answer. Ugh, that does not conform to our do, data. We do, can edit that out, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do, do you want me to disappoint you guys with my chocolate uh, peanut butter mint preference too? Go ahead. Mint. Well, that doesn't disappoint me. Yeah, ben, I know that's, it's that's Ben's thing. Come back anytime. We're glad we were glad to have you. <laughs> yeah. This kid knows how to show up. We'll make sure we have junior mints. Okay. They're very refreshing. This student knows how to show up. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I think I think uh, I think that's good. So, just uh, as a reminder, you can always email us at variousbreadsandbutters at gmail dot com. You can follow us on Twitter at some later date. And once again, we'd like to thank Jake Garber for coming down to the studio and being our first student guest on the show. The first of many. Yep. Thank you for having me. No problem. Thank you. Headphones right. off. Headphones off. Headphones off. Headphones off. How, m- how much do you prepare for this band? So it's a well-rounded, well-thought-out. Yeah, the whole script is pretty much locked in. I think, I think, Renan, you criticizing us on the air for lack of preparation. <laughs> there are no papers on this table. Yeah. Maybe we'll edit this out. Maybe we won't. I'm sure this is all getting edited out. Probably. I think we should keep it in. Mm-hmm. <laughs>